everybody. Welcome to another edition of the One Step Better podcast. I am Mike Schaefer, and with me, I used to say like always, but here lately it's been on most days, Matt Patrick. I'm back. I'm back. Again. Again. <laughs> Same thing last time I was on. Right. Hey, A-team's back. Every, you know, That's two right. or three times I come up. Uh, it's, probably, it's only, I think you've only missed like maybe three, two yeah. to three. Yeah. Around there. I've been around just, you know, not oh, recording podcasts. Yeah. Yeah, this is like the highlight of your week, sitting down with I love me. It. I love it. Recording podcasts. I wish I did it more. I would do it every day. I know you've been crying. Like, I know. Those I, podcasts, I, I was upset last on. week. I missed last week. I really wanted to do it. And um, Shelby knocked out of the park for us. Yep. As always. Uh, as always. As, well, That's anyway, fun. welcome back. Really appreciate you joining us today. Just want to kind of set the table again. We've been doing this podcast now for just about a whole entire year, uh, which is a lot longer than... I thought we would. <laughs> thought you know, I thought we might get a couple months. And in now, and all seven trouble. of you guys that are listening. I appreciate your regular viewership. That's right. right. That's right. Um, our goal of this podcast is really just to talk about issues that that we run into on a daily, weekly basis. Things that we hear from different business owners that we're talking with, in the hopes of being an encouragement to other business owners, business leaders out there, um, to, to to show a level of empathy that you know you're not in this alone. There's other. There's a lot of stuff that that everybody kind of shares in. Um, it, it, so that's our goal with this. And if you ever have questions or, or, or thoughts or topics that you want us to talk about or things that you're going through that you want to share with us and, and get, uh, you know, somebody else on the inside with you, let us know that you can always reach us at one step better at patrickaccounting.com. Um, and we would love to hear from you. You can always, uh, as we talk about most weeks, um, just put a comment down on uh, below the video. If you're watching on YouTube or leave us a comment on Apple podcast or Google play or wherever you Spotify, all of the different podcasts. Can you make comments places. on Apple Podcasts? Yeah. I guess you could. Yeah, we have some. We okay. we have some ratings. We have some comments. I know we had. I know we have ratings, which is great. I just didn't know we could make comments. I'll start yeah. making a bunch of weird comments on the ones I'm not on. <laughs> you start commenting on all of our episodes, like who is that joker? Up oh, that there? was awful, terrible. When are you going to fire Mike? <laughs> it's going to be more like, hey, you need to bring Matt back. Where's Matt? Yeah, that's right. Man, Matt is awesome. Man. Signed a lot better when Matt's on. D. Matthew Patrick. <laughs> that's right. No, 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 I'll use an. I mean, Mateo, I'll do my Spanish version. Yeah, yeah, there you go. That's right. So anyway, um, enough of that. We're going to get started today with our question of the week, which is uh, is going to be a fun one. Um, would you rather, dun, 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 would you rather be late for work or leave early from work? Having the name on the door helps. It does. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would rather, I mean, you can both, well, both is my primary answer, but the reality <laughs> is if I can leave early from work, I like that better. Um, coming in for work is just, I feel like I'm already behind. Yeah. So when I leave work early, I feel like I'm like, you've accomplished, I've actually got out of here and I feel guilty and I don't know if any, any other owners have that, but I do feel guilty when I leave work early or, you know, do you feel more guilty leaving early than coming in late? Oh yeah, I'm always late. So if I felt guilty for that, it's just normal. <laughs> That's five days a week. No, um, no, honestly, I feel rushed. If I'm if I'm coming in later than I want to, if I if I had planned on being here at a certain time, and I'm here later. That that stresses me out. But leaving early from work, I feel like it's a reward. Yeah. So like anybody else, like you know, leaving early is better. Yeah, my preference is to leave early. I don't. There's there's like a Friday afternoons off earlier. Nice. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. We'll talk about that later. We talked about maybe you know yeah at some point. We, so my thing is it's very similar to yours. My morning routine is pretty set and the time doesn't necessarily, like the time is the time. It doesn't matter. If you had a flat tire and now you're late, something's going to throw you off. I, that, I get, that's a my whole day gets out of whack. Yeah, that's for sure. That's a different story if like something causes me to be late. But 
if I'm, you know, I get here between 8.30 and 9 most days. And our hours are 8.30 to yeah. 5.30 bite. That's I get here between zero and 30 minutes late every yeah, day. That's right. <laughs> um, between next I roll in two, at 10. <laughs> um, but that, that does, that, that's pretty set. And, and if, if I was to show up at like the other day, I had to go get fingerprinted before work. Cause they opened at eight 30 and I was gonna get knocked out when you're on parole. I understand. And so, yeah, you know, the, the, the jail man told me to go to come visit. Yeah. Um, but I ended up getting here like nine fifteen, nine twenty, somewhere around there. And that's normally later than when I'm here, but that kind of out of, out of your norm. Yeah. Out of your out of routine. That was out but of leaving routine. Leaving at four thirty is great. That yeah, and happy hour. Let's that doesn't happy, bother me. Yeah, I don't yeah, bother me either. Because I feel like I did. I, I've accomplished everything. because there's there's some days it's like four forty five and I just finished my project. And so it's either all right, am I gonna start on something else or I can just go ahead and head out? And sometimes I'll do that. But um, I know I see you. Yeah, uh, you can see me all you want. I'll wave to you like, hey, on the way out. I'll out. I'm leaving. <laughs> Deuces. That's right. I'm gonna start posting in Slack. All right, everybody. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> now you got a time stamp stamp record. The, I do prefer to leave early. George Costanza, right? Leave on a high note. Or, that's right. That's right. I'm out. Deuces. Yeah, that's right. So anyway, um, the topic that we're gonna talk about today uh, is how Matt um, always gets to work late and leaves early Yep. and how that is a problem for everybody else involved. No, not really. Um, that, that is, it's the benefit of having your name on the door. Your name's on the door. You can do whatever you want. Yeah, I can make the hours, whatever I want today. That's right. That's right. I, I think that's a perfectly fair thing so, to say. So when I, when I rebrand, make sure I leave my name on the door is what you're telling me. <laughs> so <laughs> we have to always be Patrick something. Patrick something. <laughs> that's right. That, so now for, if you ever get involved in works, yeah. you're not allowed to I leave early. I really have lost my name on the door. That's why I'm going to stay employed with Patrick accounting. That's right. Matt, who's, who's Matt Patrick? I thought y'all were works. What that's is right. This? Yeah. Yep. I doubt that will ever become a thing. Um, anyway, uh, that's enough of that. We're having fun today. The, <laughs> that's probably not the day to record a <laughs> podcast, right? Um, one of the things that, uh, that, that we like to do is just talk about normal issues that pop up from time to time uh, in, in different businesses. And one of those that has a pretty big effect, positive, negative, uh, is compensation. How we pay our people really, really does matter. It does have the ability to move the needle. And when we talk about this today, we're going to try to give you some different ideas on how to structure compensation, some things that we do see, things that work well, things you have to watch out for, and actually developing some compensation models. Um, but with this understanding off the bat, um, we neither of us believe that compensation moves the needle incrementally at the same pace of a raise or whatever. More dollars isn't always going to be the best approach to getting more productivity. However, the dollars have to be there in order to get productivity. And so, uh, you know, we, we compensate very fairly, um, uh, in, in yep. more money isn't going to always equal the equivalent of more work. And so yep. I want to stay on the front side because some of the things we're going to talk about is tying compensation to production and ways to, uh, to motivate from right. a dollar's you know, standpoint. Uh, and so I think it's just good to say off the start, the start. So Matt, as we get, get into this a little bit, Talk to me a little bit about as you started to hire employees and bring more people on our team, where do you go to get baseline understanding of how much this position is worth? That was super hard in the beginning. Um, uh, when I first started, I didn't have really anywhere to go. It was, I knew what I was making when I left another job and how long I had worked there and kind of where I had gotten to. I didn't, I kind of had a ballpark understanding what my bosses made, but I didn't know what everybody in my organization had made. 
Um, so, you know, obviously like most people, I hired a little bit, a lot out of desperation in the very beginning. And so it was okay. In order to get somebody into this role that I need filled, I'm going to put an ad out there. And if I don't get enough traction, I would, you know, put into the higher, higher amount. I did a lot of research online, you know, salary.com or today I look at Glassdoor. You can get information today. That's, that's, you know, ADP actually puts out a decent salary and wage guide. Um, and so you can get a lot of information that way. However, in the very beginning, a lot of times just kind of knowing kind of if you'd worked in a similar role before, kind of understanding what, you know, people make, you know, obviously just asking, you know, ask around. Um, but even in the very beginning, you know, my biggest frustration at that point was when I worked for somebody else, it was like, great. If I work a bunch more money and make a bunch more money for this business, I don't win. The only person that's winning, and I, and I, I would have won in the long term, but the short term, it was not a lot of short term winning. Yeah. Um, I felt like I may get a bonus, but it was really subjective. I may get a raise, but it's pretty much just a cost of living adjustment. I didn't really feel like I had compensation tied to my performance or even to my uh, production. And I didn't love that mindset. That was always felt like I was kind of getting screwed out of like, I mean, I, I understand the bosses need to make money and I understand they, they deserve to, they, they invested in me to empower me to do better. But I never felt like, hey, if I put the extra effort in, I'm not going to win necessarily. You didn't yeah. feel like you had the ability to control your I own was out of control. Yeah. And I was compensated fairly. I don't say I wasn't. I just didn't feel like it was directly correlated the way I would want it to be. Um, and now, the, how we run our business to now, I feel like that's our goal is to directly correlate it into performance. And I want to do performance and production and if you're contributing to the organization, never want everybody to win. And we've done that with a couple of different things we'll talk, we'll talk about today, but. The harder you work or the better you work, the more you should get paid in theory, right? Better, yes. Harder, maybe. Harder, maybe. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Why is uh, that? Uh, just because you work hard doesn't mean it was something that helped the organization succeed, right? We all work hard. We want people to work hard. That's important. But if working hard if you're working hard in the wrong direction and the organization doesn't see any benefit from that, it's hard to say, yes, you should win just because you decided to work harder that day. Sure. Um, that being said, most of the time, if alignment of working hard and working towards a better common goal is in alignment, then yes, you should win. Um, some things we've done to, to make that happen is we have a firm wide profit sharing plan. You know, we all win based on, sharing of the firm's profits. So, so the more we are all more, the more profitable we are, everybody gets a piece of that. And our, we have four factors that weigh into that equation. And so it's um, double, and we're stealing this from Dave Ramsey's uh, way they did it. And I liked it. And so we kind of copied it from him and ultra leadership guys. And that was double weighted based on the tenure year long length you've been with the firm. It's uh, attitude. And then your direct, uh, your division's area of, uh, profitability. And so we share a percentage of firm profits. I think I'm the only one that knows what it is. And, um, uh, we, the more people we add on the team, there's a dilution effect until we get more profitable. If we let people go, the number goes, goes down. So, um, all that being said, we're all wanting people on the team that are helping us get better every day. And so that's number one. Other ways we do that through, we have our incentive pay system for production, uh, positions. We pay our salespeople based on, you know, they get a base plus commission. They get commissions based off of certain metrics they're hitting. They have quarterly goals. They get bonuses off of that. Um, so overall, 
we we have a monthly production bonus on our accounting team for them hitting their goals. Um, and so, and I, apparel team has a bonus based on them hitting their goals. And so every team has the ability for them to reach, you know, some level of control. They can control what yeah. they make sure they win. Yeah. So when it comes to, you know, there's a lot of business, if you're a retail shop, restaurant, whatever it may be, where you have a bunch of hourly workers mm-hmm. that, um, their compensation may be really difficult to tie to their overall production. If I'm a cashier at a bank, what, you know, what, what are some ways that you can keep those people motivated to do better, to, to try harder, to, to be more successful well, in those types of roles? That role, let's say you're a cashier at a bank or you know, you're a teller at a bank, they're going to have, what does winning look like in that role? Okay, maybe it's every, t- every day that you are in balance at the end of the day for the course of a month, if you did never were out, never were out of balance, you get a bonus. Well, that makes the efficiency of the system work better, which means the bank works better. That's one less thing, a regulatory control. Or, hey, it's the number of new people, new bank accounts you got signed up for that month. You know, the people that came in that um, signed up for a savings account or a Christmas account or whatever it was, you can tie performance that you want, which is success in that role, to compensation. You can tie, there's some way you can do it, either through a bonus, through a spiff, through, uh, you know, a, a daily goal, a monthly goal, weekly goal, whatever it is, you can, you can directly correlate it to it. And it's, it's not always super easy. It's not always super no. like apparent. This is the one thing that drives Correct. everything else. And so we can tie compensation. And that's where, from a leader's perspective, they have to really work hard and know that role and what winning looks like in that role in order to be able to develop that whole entire structure around when this person's doing their job exceedingly well, I want to reward them with additional dollars in some way. Absolutely. I mean, I think of, you know, the thing, the idea that came in my head is infinity, my, where am I, I get my car from them and I get it serviced. Um, they have a goal every month. They get a customer service state survey comes out every single stinking time after I go in there, but they don't tell me how to rate me. All they really do is I really want you to complete that. Mm-hmm. I get performance based off them completing the survey, not the rating of the survey. They want you to be honest on the survey, which is I appreciate. And I've had some people try to push me. Hey, if you give me a five, I'm good. But that's not the same thing as this. This is our goal is to get 100% of people giving us feedback on how we're doing. That's the goal. Well, I'm assuming there's a bonus tied to it. At least sure. I want to. And that makes, you know, make sure it happens. And so that's winning is we want to get 100% surveys back from people that get their car serviced here. So we make sure we're doing a good job. Great. That's, that's how you get rewarded. I remember back whenever I was, you know, a teenager first started working in a job, they did secret shopper type stuff. Mm-hmm. And if a secret shopper came in and you serviced them and you got over X percentage or whatever the score was, then you would get some dollar amount tied to that. Or, um, for when I worked at Sears, every credit card that, that you opened, you got some dollars tied to that. My dad worked at Home Depot and they had five metrics as a manager, but one of theirs was credit card applications applied for. Yeah. Mike, that sounds terrible. Which goes to show you, man, those By the way, cards they're, are those things, yeah, they're, they're, they're making a lot of money on credit cards. Just remember that. Yeah. But like theirs were, like his were, you know. Um, Extended no, warranties. Oh, out, of, out of stock inventory, right? That was a big deal. Like there's, you know, you had to have a lower percentage of out of stocks in your department. Every department could control that. So that, and then the cashiers, you know, it was loss prevention and it's inventory control and it's, you know, how, you know, how many days in a row is your till right? All those things are just metrics of what does we look in that role. Yeah. And those are all cascaded throughout the organization because if my overall, my overall goal for our company for, you know, it may be 
we're going to have, you know, a 98% retention rate of our customers. And throughout that, that means that my sales team needs to be motivated to bring in ideal clients that are going to be in the right vein of what we're trying to do. My customer service team needs to be well-trained in how we expect our clients to be treated from a customer service uh, standpoint. And both of those things you can tie compensation to, you know, whether it's surveys or, or ratings or surveys yep. for, uh, you know, sending out just client-based or um, whatever it may be. Yep. Because it's, if, if I can get my individual departments moving in the same direction as the organization, well, then my organization is going to be fully aligned in the direction that we want to head. Correct. And so we, we really talk about compensation, but this is not really compensation conversation. It's really about a goal setting and, and setting up alignment of what your expectations of are in the roles. This is why we went through KRAs first, you know, yeah. a couple of weeks ago, and now we're going back to compensation today. It's, I have to have a clear uh, presentation of what my expectations are in the role. I have to have defined it. I have to define what winning looks like. And then I tie compensation to it. Compensation is a result that they are winning in the role, not just because. If I don't have clearly identified goals for each role, which that means I have to have clearly identified goals for the organization, the values by which we're walking, you know, in, in, on a daily basis. If those don't exist, my compensation is throwing darts at a dartboard and hoping I hit the right number. Yeah, it seems it sounds like it's very subjective at that point. I like the person. Um, my competition pays X. That's yeah, I'm going. You to. know, I work. They work ten years in this industry. That's what this always pays. Well, that person may be worth a lot more than that. They could be worth a lot less than that. They could have a different experience. They could bring a whole other level than you've ever imagined before. So you want to reward the people for what they're doing. Um, it's super hard. Compensation is a super tricky yeah. subject. Um, you know, the in our world where you know, our, our widget is uh, servicing clients with on a number of different things on the accounting side, on the apparel side, it's, you know, we have, and we want to make sure that our customers are getting better through the process and utilizing the technology we have and making sure that we're, you know, our customer service is all we want to be. Um, our, you know, there's a lot of technology that we offer and, and making sure that our clients are really engaging with that. Well, those are all metrics. We need to make sure we're, we're measuring, you know, we'll talk about this later, but the idea is, you know, is it quality control and it's um, speed and efficiency and all those things matter and our profitability in the account. And, you know, we, we balance all those things at all times. Those are all areas that we have to measure for performance. Yeah. The, the, another thing of that is I think that it's important just to every once in a while push back from everything else and just think about your overall compensation for, you know, whether it's role department or entire organization specific is what I'm doing aligned with what I'm trying to do. We ran into that a few years back where we had a bonus structure that it seemed to produce results that were not in line with our values. We wanted to be a teamwork team first. Yep. Uh, everybody's working together towards a common goal, but we had a bonus structure that was not incentivizing all. individual performance with the lack of the team. Yeah. Just some clarity there. So everybody knows we used to provide a bonus. So an average staff person, our role would handle 50 accounts. That's somewhere around that. And from there, we would pay a bonus based on if they went out on time, they'd get $5 as long as they hit 95% went out the door on time. And if they came in on time, so we'd give them another $5 if they got the information from the client by our due date. And the reason for that is we, we felt like velocity matters. Getting the stuff out the door on time mattered. The problem with that was screw everybody else. I don't care if anybody else gets their stuff done. I'm getting my stuff done so I can get my bonus. I can't help you if you need help. 
Correct. Your problem to figure, figure it out. Figure it out. You're not, you're not making my bonus. And it, it was a detriment. And we had a complimentary bonus to that. We had a team bonus. Well, the team bonus was if the whole team gets their stuff done, they'll get a bonus. The math worked, though, that the individual bonus was well an exception of the team bonus. And the team bonus was you weren't in control of it as much. So it was a lot harder for us to hit our goals there. And so it didn't align. It didn't align with our goal of team first. That's one of our, uh, one of our values. And it's like, this is not what I'm trying to accomplish. Granted, getting out the work on time is super important, but it's a team role to make sure this stuff goes out in, on time, not individual. So we changed it. We changed it to a team bonus is, is more prioritized. And we rolled out the profit sharing. The other problem we had was our accounting team had these bonuses of, available, but the admin team who supports the accounting team wasn't getting to share in that personal bonus. They weren't sharing in the team bonus. Yep. And so we're, we're pushing work onto them as far as helping get stuff in and out the door. And we were, um, so that profit bonus was the, the profit sharing was really designed around the, our whole team has to win, not just one team. We're all in this together. The admin team, the payroll team, the sales team. So and we are our salespeople who are commission-based sharing our profit sharing every month. We've had this topic come up a lot. And this is, that is different than Dave Ramsey would yep. do it. They don't do that at, at Andrew Leadership. But our thought process is, the overall firm's profitable because we brought in good clients. The overall firm's profitable because we retain good clients. Overall firm's profitable because we service really good, you know, we service our clients well. It's all important. It's not just one side or the other. It's, it's every not just person. about bringing them in. And, and going to that overall profit share really helped us put a, kind of a production-based compensation for positions that were really hard to define that for. Mm -hmm. So now our admin team can see on their paycheck based on how well or not they're doing in, in, in their job, yep. as well as how well we're doing as a firm. Here's a hard thing, their transparency is difficult. They don't know how much we're profiting as a firm. They don't know how much the percentage I'm sharing as a firm. I will say that we shared over 150 grand last year of profitability, which is great. But at the same time, it is the, am I in control of my profit bonus? No, I'm not real. I am, because attitude is one of those things. And attitude for me really means are they living our values yeah. it, it, to all extents. And most of our people are in a lot of areas. And uh, tenure is double weighted because if you don't, if you don't, if you can't do the work well, you, you can't stay around here. Correct. And so our people that have been here a long time got a nice head start on this just because they were already here, but they were already here because they've helped us get to where we are today. Yeah. And so they're being rewarded for it. And so over time, that bonus continues to grow. And, you know, because there are obviously two reasons why, because A, our, our team in, is growing and um, we're getting better and more profitable, but also because the longer you're here, your, your bonus goes up. So yeah. it's great. Yeah. And it's worked really well. And I think it's, it, I, think, it also, I know that people talk end, about it. Well, for my end, it actually made it a lot easier. And so from an owner standpoint, I, it, it allowed me to do a couple of things. The other bonus was really challenging. We had all the kinds of exceptions that happened. And, well, this client was their, you know, their, their dog died this month and we weren't able to get their stuff this month, but can they yeah. please be exempted? And the other one was, well, they're a new client. We're still struggling to get ball and bath, but they, they've been a new client for 90 days and you still don't have them up and running. So they yeah. should count. And so those were always, uh, we're having to have negotiations every month about who was in and who was out. This is easy. We're all going to share if we're profitable. We're all not going to share if we're not profitable. A lot easier. And this but, is a discretionary profit share, which is important because that yeah. means that if your work is not directly tied to these dollars, we don't have to worry about the compliance piece of, you know, tracking overtime to these dollars or Correct. readjusting and whatnot, yep. which from a compliance standpoint um, starts to matter. 
Um, if you have questions about regulatory compliance, please reach out to Works. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's honestly one of the questions that we get quite often is, hey, can I do this for my employee? Um, and the answer is, generally speaking, almost always, you can, but there's a tax impact yes, but. towards that. Yes, but. Just remember this. This is the, the one thing I'll say, and then we can move on. Anytime you give things of value, cash or cash equivalencies, to your employees, there is a tax effect on that gift. And absolutely, it's it's happens compensation. The, yeah, it happens all the time. The question that we usually get around our Christmas time yeah. or holiday time, it's hey, I'm going to give my, I'm just going to give them gift cards. Yeah, uh, that gift card is cash. I mean, yeah. You can call it whatever you want. It's still just a paycheck. Yeah, I'm going to give them. Um, we're going to have this guy's worked here awesome, and I'm going to make him a partner. We're just going to give him shares. That's cash. You gave them cash in exchange for shares, and they gave that cash back to you in exchange for shares. That's tax. Yep. And that happens a lot. And the important thing here is still do those things. Just yes. know that you have an You're added burden. Pay tax on them. Tax, yeah. yeah you, One of the things that we got um, just this, I think it was last week, maybe it was this week, we had an um, a, a, a email come in, or I think it was a call come in, and it was an owner of one of our clients that's giving one of their employees a car, which I thought was super cool. And he was asking, you know, how does this actually affect um, giving them a car he already had, or going buying a new car? Giving he already had the car is my, I think that I, I didn't handle the call, but I think he already had the car. Company car. Giving no, giving him gives me a personal, personal car. car. Yeah, yeah, it's compensation. Yeah, you just gave them wages and they turned it into yeah. a car, which is awesome. But at the same time, right? You have it's the same thing. You win the lottery, you go on prices right, and you win a big award. What's always they say? Okay, I pay the tax on that. Yeah, yeah. great. I pay the tax now. Prices rise a little different. You have a. 1987 LeBaron. I mean, it's not the same as it used to be, but. Um, Did you ever watch that Netflix? I think it was Netflix show where the guy memorized all the prices on prices, right? Oh, that sounds like a good idea. You should totally go back. It's <laughs> hilarious. He memorized all of the items and then went went on. How would he know that that's, I guess he knew all the items they always use. So back then they didn't same really item. move. The, yeah. <laughs> they use the same items over and over again. Anyway, that's, it was a really cool. One dollar. One dollar. He, uh, I bid $1. He nailed. That's all I remember about prices, right? He got both of the showcases. He was in the crowd, yelled out the price for both showcases and was in within like a hundred bucks. I mean, it was insane. He's just like, yeah, that's the number. He got to go number. to Tahiti and he won a 1987 LeBaron and a boat, or yeah. jet ski. Prices right. right changed what they do because of him. Yeah. It's an interesting documentary. It's amazing. If you watch Prices Right, you know, if you're sick and you're at home or whatever, they play the same games that they played 40 years ago. The games have not changed. I think yeah. it's the same wheel. I don't think they've updated the wheel yeah. at all either. Yeah. I used to always like that. I show. love that show. It's yeah. great. Yeah. That was fun. Let me ask you this. So, um, you know, you have a bunch of team members working for you and I think everybody, uh, every employee, their mindset, a lot of, yeah, at some point is going to be, how can I have more money? How can I get more money? How can I get a raise? Yes. How do you, how do you, what's the best way to approach you to say, Hey, I want to talk about getting a raise. How does that, how does that play out? I always, for me, I feel like the, it's not uncomfortable for me to talk about money because I want them to yeah. win. I always feel like the employees have a hard time talking about money. If we mess up their paycheck, even we get that same, uh, I'm really sorry, but yeah. uh, you, I didn't get, uh, yeah, look, I messed it up. I'm ha I, I want to pay it. Let's be <laughs> real clear. If I forget something that we, you know, reimbursement or something happens from time to time and we don't, I'm like, yeah, I owe you money. Let's, I wasn't trying to be I sneaky about it. Yeah. I did not want to pay you. I just forgot, yeah. which is more than often the case. But the reality of it is, is I think it's just be open and honest. You know, I think, hey, prove the case, show us the case why you deserve more money. And if um, I can't say yes, I probably won't say no 
what I'll say is, let's figure out a way to directly correlate this to your goals. Yeah. That's what I'll usually start with. Let's correlate this to your goals. And if you hit the goals, we'll give you a bonus. And then the and, small and, business. And I would want to make it like it's a monthly bonus or something like that. Monthly, if you do these goals every month, I'll pay you a bonus. Not here's your new salary. Because I want it to be ter- directly tied to a result. A skin in the game. Yeah. In the small business world, just because you have been there another year, another three years, another five years, does not mean that you're any more productive. The, the thing that I always have to remember is that my team's, the, the, the role that the people on my team fill um, is different than the value of the person filling the role. There's a direct dollar amount for the role that the, that the person is filling. There is not a dollar amount for the value of the person that's filling that role. So we'll use Becky, for example. You know, if Becky was um, uh, a, I don't know, a, a cashier at McDonald's, the that Becky is incredibly invaluable as a person. You can't put a dollar amount to that, but Becky doing the job of a cashier at McDonald's is only worth, you know, what is it? 10, 12, whatever the, they're paying these days. $74 an hour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I get it. Yeah. No, but what it, you're, you're it, that's right. important to understand because a lot of people come in and say, you know what? I've been doing this for five years and I'm immensely valuable. And that's absolutely true. But sometimes I can't just give you more money simply because, because the role that's being filled isn't worth more money. Correct. Now, contrary to the, you know, what other roles could that person fill in addition to the role they're currently fill? How do we change their responsibilities? What more responsibilities do they grab? How do they help us develop another teammate? All those things also have value. And that's where I would want to pay them more money. Yeah. Um, you know, it is super challenging though in certain roles. I mean, if if you're in a certain role in an organization, I go, well, I can, unless you're willing to do other responsibilities, that role doesn't make sense for me to pay more because I can, I can, the alternative is, is I can have other terms for dollars, but that person themselves usually can grab other, we can talk about additional. There may be another spot. Yeah. And we've done that a lot over the years where we've said, okay, hey, I'd like you to do these things if you start doing these things, we'll talk through compensation. Or if you do these, if you hit these monthly goals, we'll talk through a bonus structure. Or if you get these results based off of what you're doing, I'll give you a bonus structure. I want to reward performance and responsibility. I don't want to just give you a raise because now we're going to be going through a period of the next four or five years, I'm guessing of what could be some inflationary issues. And so that may be, that's a different adjustment. That's an adjustment for cost of living and, a true inflation issue right now I can foresee, you know, my own, my mind tells me we're going to have some inflation going on. <laughs> Don't want to get too political, but, but uh, I think the money presses <laughs> haven't stopped in like a year. So at some point that money is not as worth as much yeah, as it used to be. Got to pay the piper. But that being said, those are, that's a different than a raise for performance. Those are just strictly a, Hey, I've got my prices are going up. My costs are going up. The world we live in goes up. That's kind and of, for, and sometimes if you don't do that, then you're ultimately just going to lose people. Correct. And, and that's where you got to keep your, your wages still have to be comparable to the market. I also say, I don't think organizations do as good a job of rewarding people that are there as they do when they go to reward the people that they're trying to recruit. The team that you have needs to be rewarded for the work they're doing and the performance they've helped you achieve. Um, just cause they've been around a long time. Doesn't mean that you've got them where they are. You want to adjust their compensation to where they deserve to be today. Yeah. You want to be, and I, I, you know, Mike and I've had this conversation a lot. I want to feel like I don't pay my employees enough and I want my employees to feel like I pay them too much. 
that's the exact spot I want to be in. That means we're both happy. I believe that I'm paying them as much as I possibly can, but I wish I could pay them more. And they're going, oh my God, I'm, I, so I don't want compensation to be the, the driver to why they are looking for a different job. I want it to be one of the factors in their top 10, but hopefully not even in their top five. Mm-hmm. I want them to enjoy the people they work around every day, the people they're, the work they're getting challenged to do, the environment they're getting to work in. Um, they want to feel like they're respected and valued. Those are things that are way more important to me than the compensation. I want them to be well compensated too, and I want them to win. I want them to buy nice things and take care of their family and be hit all their own personal financial goals they've ever hit their, wanted to hit in their life. In order to do that, we all have to get there. We all have to win together. And the secret sauce to that is when that does happen, when you can get to the point where, where that's accomplished, what the unintended, and this isn't the reason why you believe that or why you do that, but the unintended consequence of that is when your people are happier, they're more productive. They're more effective in their role. And so when you take the, the topic of comp- compensation off the table, because it's in line, you're doing things right, and there's an agreement there, then you've removed an area of friction or tension that otherwise could play into the, an, a decrease of performance or a mm-hmm. desire not to be a team player, whatever it may be. Well, but the challenge is, and so most owners probably feel this way, is that I'm, as an owner, Am I, is the business as profitable as I want it to be? Am I doing everything to make my sure my people are as successful as they can be? And are we doing everything we can to make ourselves, you know, better, a little bit better so we can, we can do these things? Well, you have to be pricing right. You have to be making sure you're looking at your numbers so that you know, you know, your profitability in all areas. And if your margins are correct and your costs are in control, you want to make sure you're You've tied compensation and performance. All these things matter for you getting to where you want to go. You know, it's all great that we want to pay. I'd love to pay every person in my office a million bucks a year. Great. If I did that tomorrow, I'd be broke and I wouldn't be able to do it. (laughs) I'd be negative broke. Yeah, way broke. But the reality of it is, is in my mind, it's okay. I want to make sure that if I'm taking care of my people the right way, they're taking care of our customers the right way. Our customers are rewarding us with dollars. And, uh, I just think it's important you have to line all those goals up together. And you, you make a good good point, and we'll we'll close on this: is all of these things are tied together. This is a, a an inner web basket, and if you try to look at any one of these items, whether it's goals, compensation, values, you know, mission, all of those things, if you try to take one and look at it under a microscope, avoid from the others you're going to miss out. Yep. You have to look at the full picture here because they're, these are dominoes that can start to fall whenever you have you building blocks. They're building blocks, right? Yeah. So in order to, to get to where your compensation or goals, you have to understand what your values are in order to get the value, you have to know what your why is when you have to know what your mission is and your, um, and you have to just build upon one after the other to get to where you're able to, cause you can't do all this stuff at one time. Okay. I get my mission and values. I then got my, um, I got every position identified. I got every position identified with goals. I got every, every, identified with expectations and compensation and just built upon each other one after another. It takes time. Yeah. Very good. Well, uh, Matt, I appreciate you talking about compensation. Now, um, everybody in our office, when they listen to this podcast, is going to have the tools to come to you and say, Hey Matt, let's talk. Yeah, let's talk. Okay. <laughs> It'll be a lot of fun. I'm going to have to be some creative new bonus structures. <laughs> That's right. Or, or you just leave early every day. Yeah. Come in late and leave early. the issue altogether. That's a Mike conversation. Go talk to Mike. <laughs> oh man. Fun times. Well, Mike likes to say no, so it's fine. I, well, I'm not even going to yeah. touch that. <laughs> on, keep on moving. Yeah. Um, uh, we, you know, we have a question or something to talk about from last week that, that popped up here. 
Uh, last week, Shelby and I were up here talking about customer service and ways in which we expect our team to uh, to serve our customers in ways that you could do that effectively. Um, one question that kind of came in that I thought was interesting is, is there a, is there a difference or balance between customer service and quality control? How do those two things play together? In our world, quality control has to be very high. It has to be right. Um, the balance for qual for customer service to me is we, I want us to do what we say we're going to do hundred percent of the time, which means our quality control is right. And our customer service is right. Cause we told them on the front end what we were going to do. We then did it. We then did it correctly. So everybody was clear about what the expectations were and what the deliverables were. If anything, of any of those things dropped the ball, we messed up one or two of those fences. Either we didn't say we we're going to do because we didn't make it right. Or we didn't say we we're going to do because we didn't get it on time. So I, I start with quality control, but that also is the doing what we say we we're going to do. Yeah, I don't. These, I don't think these are two opposite ends of a teeter totter. Um, you know, customer service isn't something that kicks in because of a lack of quality control. Customer service is 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 the way in which your organization approaches the people it, it interacts with. The quality piece of what you're doing should be irrelevant of that. Um, it, it, at least if you, if you value quality. You know, if you're trying to, to, to create high quality goods or have high quality service, then that's void of customer service. The customer service is going to come in to help when you messed up, but it's also going to be there way before that to set the expectation that we don't, we, you know, we're not trying to mess up. Yep. And so I don't think these are opposite ends of a spectrum. I think they go hand in hand in some ways. Um, and it's important to spend time to get a good emphasis on teaching your team how, the, what the expectation is for servicing your, your customers or clients but also what the expectation is on the quality of work product you're putting out. I look at these, the yin and yang really is always effectiveness and efficiency, Yeah. not necessarily quality control and customer service. It's the, how do we balance being effective, making sure in our world it's hundred percent right versus the efficiency is 97% right. Good enough because that it's because it's cost benefit analysis. Yeah. And that happens a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's true. And we can talk a lot more about mm -hmm. the effectiveness versus efficiency conversation. Yep. Um, that, that's something that pops up on a, like, a hard, weekly basis. That's a, that's a tough one for any business. I mean, it, that's a tough one for everything. Yeah. Maybe we can conclude that as a topic one time. Um, you can have it good. You can have it fast. Or you can have it cheap. You only have it two or the three. Two or the three, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. That's, that's always a fun thing. Well, uh, if you're out there listening, we really appreciate you taking the time out of your week to listen to us garble about compensation and goals and everything that's kind of tied to that. Um, like we said earlier, we would love to hear from you, whether that's through sending us a comment via however you're listening or send us an email to one step better at patrickaccounting.com. Uh, and we'll be sure if we use any of your questions or content on the air, we will send you some swag uh, and you can walk around wearing some cool shamrock stuff. So one step better t-shirts. Yep. Thanks everybody. You guys have a wonderful day. Bye.